What's up, guys? Uh, it's good to be back. Uh, I have a different energy about me now that I'm officially free. A um, couple things. Let's do a quick life update. On the last podcast, I mentioned that uh, I think I broke up with my girl, and I might have I might have even framed it that way in other podcasts. Let me make one thing very clear. I always try to be brutally honest on the podcast, right? I did not break up with my ex. She broke up with me. She caught me cheating. And she broke up with me. And there's going to be a whole episode on that. But it's not this episode. (laughs) But just so future reference, she broke up with me. Okay, let's make that very clear. Uh, Another thing, I was uh, listening to the radio, right? As you guys know, I'm driving out here. And I couldn't connect my Bluetooth. So I was like, all right, let me hear the radio. Y'all, I could fart on this podcast for an hour, put some, like, songs in between, and that shit is better than the fucking radio here. Oh, my God. It's, like, 40-year-old white people on all the stations talking about the most random shit that happened in the middle of nowhere and barely any music. Actually, I did hear one rap song. You guys want to know what that song is? Take a second. Think about it. Wrong. It was Dead and Gone by T.I. and Justin Timberlake. My God. I was still in middle school when that song came out. (laughs) Uh, If you know me as a person, you know I'm never wanting to be loud. And by loud, I mean I don't want any of the attention in the room directly facing me. Right? If I walk in and I smell good or I look good, that's that's fine. Right? Oh, he's, he's a cutie. Oh, he smells nice. But I don't want to be the guy that comes in with a goddamn like a turtleneck and like a crocodile dundee hat right i don't want everyone to look at me i'm never trying to make a statement but my car though the car that i'm driving here it's a little red yaris not too loud but the license plates are red and that already is bringing a lot of attention but what makes it worse the license plates say howie can y'all believe that and Melbourne is a small city, so I'm sure people notice when I drive past, oh, like, that's Howie's car. That's not that any attention that I want, because I don't drive the best, like, I, in terms of, like, music blasting, swerving through lanes type shit, right? Next thing I know, I get a call from my dad. Hey, man, uh, I heard you were swerving down Carolina Springs Boulevard. Huh? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I got a call from one of my friends. I was like, don't worry about your friends. They're liars. But... Yeah, that was bothering me. Speaking of dad, uh, I was at my friend's house the other day. It was like me and a couple mates. And they were uh, drinking and smoking. And I don't really smoke. But I was like, okay, let me just take a hit or two. So I take a quick hit. And I don't really like the weed here. But I felt a little high. Like a tinsy bit high. And I get a phone call from my dad. And he's talking to me. He's like, howie. Are you okay? And I'm like... What kind of fucking space weed is this? I can't even hear the man. And then I'm 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 tripping. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm high. And he's like, Howie, I had a bit much to drink. And I was like, God damn it, man. 
I'm fucking tripping here about weed and you're just drunk trying to make sure you don't sound drunk. And then, first of all, if anybody's drunk and they try not to sound drunk, that's when they sound the most drunk. Not only that, for me, when I know somebody's drunk, they say, hey, 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 Howie, look, I can do the, the test. I can walk in a straight line and I can do my alphabets. Like, look at my eyes. The minute you guys say I can walk straight, that's how you know you're drunk. What's straight, uh, straight, what, what? sober person is going to be like, yeah, let me walk in a straight line to prove that I'm not drunk. Like, no. So, I mean, I'm guilty of this too. So that's funny. I went to the uh, liquor store as well down the street because as you guys heard in the last podcast, it's expensive. So I went and I got those Smirnoff Ices. I got a 24 pack. It was all the way way back in the freezer. I had to carry it to the front. So I carry it to the front and I didn't see the price. And the prices of like the Corona 24 pack and all that was like 70, 80 bucks. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I go to the front and the guy goes, $117. With 24 pack of Smirnoff Ice. And I don't know if you guys have the same personality trait that I have with once you're at the counter, you always just say, fuck it and buy it. But that's what I did. I said, fuck it. And I bought it. So once I bought it the next day, I was like, this is too much. I'm going to Costco. Costco sells cheap alcohol. And you can use your Costco card anywhere in the world. So I go to Costco and then tell me why the fuck Kirkland Vodka, which is Costco brand, which is actually Grey Goose that they label as Costco brand, is normally $24, is $97 here. $97. I bought that too. Not only did I buy that, a Hennessy bottle, six, uh, like, I don't know, the normal one, $66. I could, again, I'm like, these prices are crazy. So as I'm leaving Costco, as you guys hear, I'm sniffling because it's cold. I see an electric blanket, $70. And I think to myself, I could buy this electric blanket and just put away like the Hennessy bottle, right? It's like a $10 difference. But I thought, why would I do this? I can just wear another three blankets. Now, looking back, I'm thinking this is not my best decision. So I'm going to save up for two more weeks to buy an electric blanket from Costco. But yeah, I just could not believe the alcohol prices and my stupidity to not buy a blanket. Now that I think about it, I might be an alcoholic. Like, not one of those ones that, like, are bad, but like Archer. You guys seen the TV show Archer? A functioning alcoholic. Like, you might not even know that I'm drunk until you look at my eyes and one is left and one is right. But that's a podcast for a different day. Uh, I'm actually still catching up with friends and I haven't got drunk. I have literally not got drunk yet. Even though I bought all this alcohol, it's like stockpiled in my fridge. Because I don't drink unless I have a reason to really drink. Like I'll have a smell of ice here and there, but I don't really drink. So when I got with my friends, we were talking and a conversation came up. And I was reading this article about how people get young boys to commit bombings, right? Young, young boys, 14, 15. And I was like, in the article, they're talking about how they target young men anywhere in the world. And I'm like, if they're targeting young men or if it's young men doing these... What is the incentive? So I came to the conclusion that it has to be the 72 virgins that you're promised, right? And as a young 15-year-old, I can imagine how 72 virgins sounds appealing. Now, at my age, that sounds like a fucking headache. My first question is, like, how old are these 72 virgins? 
Because, man, imagine, like, killing yourself and then finding out you have 72 virgins and they're a bunch of eight-year-olds. You're like, fuck, I gotta wait 10 years for this shit? 10 years on earth, I would have lost my virginity. Then I started thinking, 72 virgins? At least make half of them hoes so they can teach the other half what to do. 72 virgins? That's like a virgin a week for two weeks. I mean, two years. That just doesn't sound like a good deal, right? And like the only person that would appeal to is young boys. And not only that, do they offer that to everybody? To the girls that do it too? 72 virgins? God damn. So I was talking with my friends and I was like, that just does not sound enticing. Like, it doesn't even sound real. I would need like evidence. I'd be like, I don't know what I would do. But 72 virgins, if someone came up to me and said do something for me and you get 72 virgins, I would be like, I don't even want one. The fuck are you trying to convince me with 72? Shit. How old are these 72 virgins? Did they die beforehand? If that's the case, how old are they? Or are they already there waiting for you? Hmm. Food for thought. Okay, let's change the subject. Guys, NASCAR. If you don't know what NASCAR is, it's the most redneck racing where they just run in a circle or race in a circle in their cars for like 500 laps. Shit, even more maybe, I don't know. And if you still don't know what it is, if you ever go to like a, what are they called when you play games inside the mall? It has like a bunch of arcade. Those car racing games, there's the NASCAR one, you've probably played it where you're just sitting down riding in a circle. It's pretty fun. In NASCAR, I guess they fly the Confederate flag. And the Confederate flag was fl flown by the uh, South during the Civil War in America when they wanted to keep slavery. That was literally the flag of the losing side and the flags of the people that wanted to keep slavery. That's what it is, period. Don't try to change my mind. And they said, we're going to stop flying it. I didn't know they still f flew it, but I was like, I guess this is a change, right? It's more of a reaction than a proactive change, if I'm being honest. Because the Black Lives Matter movement is not as big as it is now. They never would have changed it. But a black guy named Bubba, which, again, guys, I know. Bubba, uh, he's not fat. I would have thought that, but he's not fat. He went up and asked, apparently, the NASCAR people, hey, can you guys remove the flag? And they did. It's simple, right? Just get rid of the fucking flag. It's not that deep. If people want to still fly it on their cars, whatever, I don't care. But don't let that shit fly with the American flag. Now, another guy... Another racer called Ray Cicerelli on Facebook said, and I quote, I don't believe in kneeling during the anthem, nor taking people to fly whatever flag they love, right? And mind you, I'm reading it like that towards the end because he just had a million spelling errors. And I was like, oh, fuck this pushback. It's Nazca, no surprise. And I was like, who the fuck is this Ray Cicerelli guy anyway? He's not even, Cicerelli, you're Italian, my guy. Your family immigrated to America like a hundred years ago. I don't know why the fuck you even are talking. But I look him up. Guys, this man has never won a race in his fucking life. Right? Blew my mind that he would have the audacity to talk if you'd never won. He's raced 31 times. Guys, he's raced 31 times. And his average finish is 28th, Ray Cicerelli, right? And I was like, God damn, my guy, we had the same stats. <laughs> and I don't even watch NASCAR. 
Not only that, he's 50 years old. Which, again, blew my mind, because I'm like, how old can NASCAR drivers race? How many times can you lose before you say, okay, I might need to give this sport up? So I couldn't believe it. I was like, this guy's talking. One thing this guy should not be talking about is race relations at all when it comes to ethnicity, when it comes to NASCAR, because he doesn't know shit about either, okay? So Ray Cesarelli, please stay away from race relations. Another thing, speaking of race relations, right? I don't know if you guys have seen, but the NBA, NBA has been in lockdown, okay? And this was suggested to me by a listener, Roy. Thank you. And what is basically happening now, they're reopening the NBA. And this was already planned before everything happened. And 100 players, I'm going to give you guys the facts first. 100 players, including several stars, took part in a 90-minute conference call, which Concerns about the NBA plan to restart at Disney World in Orlando were discussed, including social issues, social issues related to Black Lives Matter. Again, my first thought is, how the fuck do you get 100 people on a conference call? Okay, that's my first thought. But I was like, okay, whatever. So, before I even want to discuss it, I don't watch interviews. I don't watch, like, people, what their opinions are, because I just want to get the facts first. Come up with my own conclusion, say it, then read it after. So I was finding articles wanting to read more about the conference call. And <laughs> I read this article on Yahoo in opinion piece. I didn't know until I read the first sentence. And it's an opinion piece by a guy named Dan Feldman. So a white guy. And he goes, racial justice is important. And I don't die, I don't doubt Kyrie Irving's sincerity in pursuing it. He also acknowledges how playing can increase black wealth, especially for players who, unlike Kyrie, haven't already gotten rich. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, first of all, that sounds condescending as fuck, right? And if you're wondering what Kyrie said, Kyrie said, fuck the restart of the NBA season. It's only 22 games left. He said, why do I want to take focus away from what's happening in the world and put it on us? He wants everyone to focus on that, right? Now, this sounds simple enough, but if you look at Kyrie, his team is finishing 8th, eighth, then probably not going to make the playoffs. Kyrie is injured for the rest of the year. He's not even playing. The second best player on the team, or maybe even the better player, Kevin Durant, is injured, not playing for the rest of the year. Kyrie is also paid more than 99% of the league. Kyrie, to say this, he's not wrong, but these are factors, okay? Austin Rivers, who's another player in the NBA, whose dad is Doc Rivers, a big, big NBA coach, agreed with Kyrie, but said players should be able to play and use their money to support the cause. Now, how I look at it is both Austin Rivers and Kyrie come from wealthy families, right? Austin Rivers also mentioned how other players aren't as rich and privileged as Kyrie. You guys can say whatever you want about NBA players. They can make $2 million, $10 million a year. They do a lot for their communities, and they support a lot of people financially. So those players need to work. Not everybody comes from wealth in the NBA like Austin Rivers and Kyrie, right? They need that money. Some of them really do. I don't care if $2 million sounds crazy. They do $2.5 million worth of work outside. All right, they need to make their money. So it's, I can critically 
look at what Kyrie said and be like, well, you get paid more than everybody else. You've had money before everybody, and you're not going to play for the rest of the year, regardless of anything happening. Okay? Austin Rivers, telling black players to, like, donate their money into Black Lives Matter movement. I'm like, all right, cool. But, again, if you're coming from wealth, it's kind of hard for me to, like, take you as serious. But what other player do we know in another sport that came from a rich household, wasn't really playing well or playing at all, and team was losing, and stood up for a social cause? That's right, Colin Kaepernick. Now, you can feel however you want to feel about Kyrie Irving, but he's doing a very similar thing to Colin Cap. And the only arguments against Kyrie, or one of the biggest ones, is he's not playing and he's hurt. And I'm telling you guys, I see it, right? This is a valid argument. But the underlying issue is we're taking the focus from what is happening. And I'm telling you, the NBA will take focus away from what is happening in America. What's happening around the world, if I'm being honest, right? So I can agree with Kyrie 100% of the way. Now, I agree with what he says. Do I think there's another way to go about it? Yes, I think. Firstly, the players should not be the one fucking giving back to the like, community as much as they do. The NBA makes billions and billions of dollars has made probably trillions ever since its existence, but why don't they give away 50% of profits over the next 22 games, which is how much is left, 22 games over like a two-month period. 50% of profits. NBA, you guys make the real money, you start giving back to these causes and let the players protest however they want. If they want to wear an armband, if they want to say something, if they want to wear t-shirts or whatever, let them protest how they want. But the NBA should be stepping up and being like, okay, we're going to make $250 million in the next month. We're going to give 125 of that away to social justice causes. I can now be like, in good conscious effort, I can be like, all right, at least I know money is going into those causes and the players are going to bring awareness on the court, right? That's just my thoughts about it. Final section of the day. Man, I want to give my shout out today to you. That's right, you listening right now. Guys, you have made my experience so much better. You guys always DM me saying, hey, can you add this? Can you, you might be able to change that? You love this, you love that. You guys listening have made my life so much easier. And like, I don't want to say the numbers of people listening, but originally when I made it, it was just for my friends. But I guess it's move to a bigger audience i love it you guys have literally said add songs i found people that make scripts for podcasts i guess there's like a format instead of me just free-flowing it right and you guys are like amazing so if you made it this far i want to know do you want me to add videos go live on insta while recording like what do you guys want just let me know i have major guests lined up for the next three four episodes you guys are gonna love it so i want to give my shout out to you guys so again thank you guys it's nappy boy radio we're live and we're out bitch God told me that I was gonna be here back in 94. Chevrolet got that motor. Diamonds all on my molars. Parking lot, I lift the door up. Got your bitch snorting Coca Cola. I can't even roll in peace. All my cars.
was orange and green. I can't even go to sleep.